This is the one and only Des Rocks, and you're listening to the one and only The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch for a reunion. And in this case, it's a reunion of us. (laughs) 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 You might know, if you've listened to the show for a while, that we've covered Point Fest, St. Louis Big Rock Radio Festival, uh, for the last two years. However, you also might know that those episodes have been in the fall and they've been paired up with my review of my experience at Riot Fest in Chicago while Dan and Casey were down in St. Louis. This year, things got shaken up and I was able to actually be here in St. Louis for Point Fest, which occurred in May and Memorial Day weekend, which is is usually how it is supposed to go unless something goes drastically wrong. Yeah, the last couple of years, things got shuffled around in part because of the pandemic and also because of really, really bad thunderstorms that canceled last year. So I was supposed to be here for last year. I I was in town for last year. And remember, yeah, I remember that whole day when we were just waiting. Yeah, we almost left the house. We were like, we're going to get in the car and go. Yeah, we're about to go. And then finally, they're like, nah, it's storm and we're done. Like, okay, well, there's that. Well, and I apologize. I'm completely naive to like the putting together of of these festivals. But what I've recognized is that the point does seem to put on their festival at the same time another uh, local festival is going on. So it's easier to kind of get these big bands to just make that, you know, that quick four hour trip, so to speak, from here to Sonic Temple or from here to, I don't know, wherever, or or Riot Fest or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's one thing I've, I've noticed. And I think that has a lot to do with the scheduling to be honest, but yeah, I, I like it when it's in May and, and they usually, it, it kind of sometimes prompts them. Like if it's so successful, it will prompt them to almost have another one later in the year sometimes. Yeah. Here's open. Yeah. Before they would just do two point fest and they just would pick and choose who they wanted. Then they started doing the way back point fest. And then that was supposed to be separate, even though sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't, but yeah, for this year, there was all sorts of uh, newer bands on the lineup. They had a pretty great mix, I think, of artists that have been around for a while, very established artists that are kind of the buzz at the moment and artists that are going to be very soon, in my opinion. Yeah. And unlike many other point fests, I think that they got the main stage right. Mm. The lineup on the main stage was perfect and we'll get to those bands. But, you know, there's been times in the past where it's always like, oh, this band should have been on the main stage or or whatever it might have been the case. Or, you know, maybe they should have been on the front stage or or whatever. So I think that all of the ones that were on the main stage belong there this year. Yeah. And I think it worked out. I think the ordering of the front stage was a little frustrating in some situations uh, and we'll get into that but i really did appreciate the different variety of bands that they had and it almost was like you know all the newer bands played like really early and then like as as the day went on you kind of had your more longer veterans that were you know in the game longer so to speak yeah if you're looking at this episode as you listen to it you'll see the graphic which will tell you all the artists that we're about to get into here and some that we won't get into because, frankly, we didn't see everyone. But uh, beyond that, I think we're probably just going to go chronologically through. And yeah, because we more or less all saw the same stuff. Yep. 
We did. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start our day. <laughs> First up on the list. I was What's just going to say, yeah, let's start a date. First up, we actually made it to this concert on time. Go us. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> we all collectively said, hey, we're going to see Tiger Cub. That's the first band we want to see. And we mm-hmm. showed up right before they took the stage. Good job, us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tiger Cub is a very interesting band. I'll be honest. I mean, I've heard a lot about them, but I, I really didn't like dive into their catalog but i know that one of the members of the the band is like seven foot tall legitimately jamie stephen hall their their front man is legitimately seven foot tall i didn't feel like you could entirely tell from yeah. seeing him on stage he definitely was tall if you looked at his mic stand it was up way higher than than uh the bassist you couldn't <laughs> tell until he guest spotted on somebody else's set. <laughs> yeah, yes. right, once right, you right. saw him around other people you're like oh yeah yeah right. he is like a head above other everybody else yep <laughs> that's fair uh, tiger cub hmm? one of the things i love and i think you're probably just about to touch base on this too aaron is that um i i loved how he started to set off he's like you know we got riff for days guys and, and uh yep and they did. That's one thing that, that was very noticeable about their set is that, you know, every single song had like a very memorable guitar line and the bassist was just rocking out as well. They, they definitely were, were jamming out. And I, I enjoyed listening to them. Yeah. So Tiger Cub is a three piece rock band from the UK. Um, they had an album come out in 2021 called As Blue as Indigo that I really liked. I think it was somewhere in the honorable mentions of my top 20. Mm-hmm. And their new album, their third album, The Perfume of Decay, is out now as of you hearing this episode. The title track to that album is already out. Fantastic single. Um, I haven't heard the album yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And as Dan said, riffs all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I was going to say is, in addition to having awesome stage presence, uh, they kind of had a, a muse vibe mixed with like mm-hmm. royal blood sort of. And yeah, yeah, is is really good. That's all. I don't think I need to blend anything more. I think that's <laughs> to me. I think that's a, you just nailed it. Yeah. Isn't that what you said, Aaron, that uh, as we were watching, I'm like, this is the closest I'll ever see uh, ever get to seeing muse. Yeah. I said, well, it's the closest <laughs> I've seen. I've gotten to seeing muse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I will still see them at some point. But yeah, it's it was riffs. It was a very thick uh, rhythm section like that. That drum and bass was just some heavy stuff in there. And it, it was a quality performance. It wasn't the most energetic, active, like running around everywhere performance of the day. No, um, but it yeah. was. But they, but they were good. Yeah. And they had really, really good crowd reaction. They had kind of not quite a comedy routine, but but they had they had some well thought out responses to the crowd. Yeah, quick one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're British, you come across as extra charming to an American yeah. crowd. <laughs> right, so, right. So he true. just kind of worked that to his advantage. Yeah. He did, he did. Yeah. I want to say my my biggest takeaway from this, I think I pointed out to Dan, I don't know if Casey heard me uh, during the show. Biggest takeaway from this, lighting rigs on an outdoor stage right. during the daytime don't work. are worthless. <laughs> completely worthless you know i wonder if it makes the artist even hotter too like maybe it does some kind of effect too yeah 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 but you literally could not see you could see the lights moving around but you could not see them illuminating anything no it's it was it's so stupid (laughs) 
It was 1.30 in the afternoon. The sun was shining right on them. You couldn't see. There was no extra light happening. It shined on the front stages the entire time. Like, how would you like to be the, the jerk hanging those? Like, like, hanging these, like this is stupid. Why am I hanging yeah. this light? I am lucky I'm getting paid because I'm sure wasting my time right now. <laughs> Nobody's going to see putting, this all day. Why am I putting these different color filters on this shit? Right. <laughs> Purple, green, who cares what color these are? You're not seeing them anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, Tiger Cub was awesome. Recommend anybody checking them out if you get a chance. While Tiger Cub was playing, we we slid far left, yeah. real close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like well, for that next band. For reasons, because the two side stages, we didn't say this earlier, the two side stages, the, the black and white stages, they called them. We're side by side and bands would alternate on each yeah. one. And the, the purpose of that is while the other band is tearing down, the other band can get their stuff uh, all ready to go while while they're playing and uh, keep the music going. Keep the music yeah. going at a relatively uh, rapid pace. It, it does it, work. For the oh, most yeah. Part. These yeah. bands were literally starting within like a minute of for the most part within like a minute of the last <laughs> one ending. Like yep. a couple minutes, maybe like it was it was rapid fire. And that's great. There's no need to have dead space there. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the next band was Des Rocks on the left stage. And man, he is always great. No matter the state, you know, no matter the setting, if he is playing in front of a small crowd or a large crowd, he's always going to put on the same type of energy. Yeah. And so Des is kind of interesting for the point, because number one, they don't really play him on the station. No. Number Which two, we said about a number of artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah. always been our beef with Point Fest. It's right. like your festivals uh, are misleading to what you actually play. Well, he, here's what's interesting with with Des because originally, as of like a month before, he wasn't slated to perform. But what I think happened was uh, White Reaper and another band uh, bailed. So I yeah. think they they needed some fill ins. Yeah, so they picked up Des Rocks and Bandmade, which we'll get into right after this. Yeah. Casey and Dan have seen Des. This was my first time, and he did not disappoint. Um, I, I do actually give him the award for the most energy of the day. Yeah. That oh, dude yeah. ran onto the stage, <laughs> bolted from the back of the stage to the front, started his first song, and when he finished collapsed into the arms of a stagehand <laughs> and was dragged off stage backwards. It's part of the shtick, but it was wonderful. All of this out in a concrete asphalt jungle uh, yep. <laughs> in hot leather pants. <laughs> and it's like 90 degrees outside. And God St. Louis you, humidity. Rocks. Rocking the leather pants. <laughs> yeah, he's dedicated, he, man. He didn't, do, he didn't do the full jumpsuit, but I, I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was he was incredible. I, I loved I loved, you know, his energy. And, you know, they also were really good at adjusting to stuff on the fly. I don't know if they, you know, maybe their their time was cut or they are having issues with the with certain instruments of theirs or what. But they had to cut like one of my favorite songs, which is their new one, Never Ending Moment. Yeah, yeah I was excited about that. I think something was wrong with with the bass. Guitar. Yeah, something was wrong with the bass, which and, that's and so you, that's yeah. happened at previous Point Fest on that particular stage. I don't know. I don't know what cursed. it is about the the bass on that stage, but <laughs> hopefully it's not their techie. No. I, I mean, the the bass was, you know, honestly, the bassist was out there setting his own stuff up because um, I don't know if it was 
you, Aaron or Hannah, that was asking me like, you know, that guy looks like he's part of the band. He looks like a, a, yeah. he fits in right with Des Rocks. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's the bassist. And it, yeah, that's, wow. yeah, yeah. That was Doc. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was wearing he was wearing similar attire. Yeah. yeah. No, it yeah. was it was totally Doc uh, basically rigging up all his stuff. So, yeah. See, I don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, n- not, nonetheless, they, they still continued like that, you know, like nothing happened. And uh, it was still a, a great, great set. I'm curious, since you guys have seen him before, what the stuff that I saw was like recurring bits that he does normally. Like, you know, the running out, like I said, the collapsing. The um, yeah, he did. He he did. Uh, he, he played a solid 30 seconds or something behind his back. Yep, he does that. Which was pretty impressive. I, yeah, so I've I figured these are. I've seen that all three times I've seen him. Okay, so that that is a normal thing. The and other thing are, I'm sure that the filthy animals will fill in all these gaps. Say, say of that information. again. Say that again, he Dan. Played with his teeth uh, the last time we saw him too, didn't he? I think he did, but he he did not do that. Did he do that? This no, not this. I past. don't remember okay. any teeth. Okay, yeah, he didn't do that. He did not, but yeah, I I think he he has done that before. Uh, the other thing that he does is he does the ha- this this half of the the crowd cheer and then run over full speed to the other side and this half the crowd cheer and then do that like three or four times and then do the, the jump in the middle to get everybody to cheer. My favorite thing, one of the things that he, my, that he does a lot um, that I really enjoy and he does it on it's both shows that I've seen is where, you know, he'll like, want to you know put his hand next to his ear like to hear the crowd shout and then he's like oh and then he's actually all grateful for it and then he acts like he you know he didn't hear it loud enough and does it again and then yeah. he like walks away like it, it's not good enough it's all right he puts on like a little act like you know just to get the crowd even louder and it works of course we're yeah. suckers for bits yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are we do and and just just a little note to other artists out there not necessarily other point fest artists but just other artists period um whether you whether the crowd is there for you or not, whether the, you feel that the crowd knows you or not, give it your all. Right. And respect the crowd and you will win them over. Mm-hmm. Just going to leave leave that one there. That's what this guy <laughs> did. Obviously, he has his fans and there was plenty of them there, but I think he made a lot of new ones. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As did the next band. I will say, so after Des Rocks did, you know, phenomenal, at the very next band right over on the stage right was a band made. I had never heard of this band. I'd, I looked them up prior to them taking the stage. And so from what I understand, the lead singer, the whole kind of reason for their shtick is that the lead singer was a waitress in a coffee house. And while they were at this coffee house, they basically made her wear this maid outfit and she had to sing like very happy, like lullaby tunes while she was uh, serving. And so she said she just thought it, found it hilarious when she was driving home know is how different the worlds were because she'd be driving home and listening to death metal uh, <laughs> and just she's like you know so it's 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 funny to combine the two worlds because you have like the the maid the servant the the submissive one and then you have the music which is heavy metal and dominant um so she just loved the fact that she combined the two worlds and so you, it would i wouldn't call it baby metal but it is definitely like pop metal yeah yeah and and to me they they sounded like a, a all-female japanese Coheed. <laughs> oh, that's for, interesting. For the most part, they their bassist was yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, she killed it. Like I don't even know what they were saying half the time, obviously, because I don't know Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, but the, <laughs> you know, there were a couple songs where you know they had some really good choruses and, and rhythm with with their voices. But the, the thing that was always noticeable in every single song was the bass. It was just it was, she was so freaking awesome at, at whatever she was doing. 
Her name is Misa, and she was definitely one of the most impressive musicians of the day to me. And I, to be honest, I'll, I'll be transparent. I actually only watched about three songs before I wanted to go conserve some energy because I wasn't at 100% this day. I wasn't feeling all that great. Yeah. Um, but what I saw, I was like, she's the MVP. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and she continued to be. Yeah. Well, the, they had a lead guitarist, a rhythm guitarist, the bassist, the lead singer, and the drummer. And they were all really awesome. What a unique thing. They play in Japanese, too. Like they're, right. she, they're not even out here, you know, singing in English. Um, so you have a lot to overcome here. There's a whole lot of culture, a whole lot of language barrier and stuff. Um, and yet, you know, they had a pretty packed house on their side of the stage for that show. Oh, well, yeah. here's here's what was sort of interesting. So they <laughs> they come out and they start playing one song and they played like half of a song and then they stopped playing and then they walked back off the stage like completely. And then the DJ came out and announced them and then they started playing another song again. It was that part was very strange. I don't know if it was a language barrier thing. I think they didn't know that they were supposed to wait to be introduced. Yeah, and they just started going. <laughs> and somebody told him, hey, hold on. <laughs> yeah, because they literally like like as soon as Des left, like they they were ready. They were rocking out during Des's set. Right. Like yeah. while they were getting set up, they were over there like head like bobbing along and stuff. And as soon as he was done, they, they launched right into it. <laughs> and then they That's got right. paused and yeah. talked to for a second and then came back out and started again. <laughs> yeah, it was cute, to be honest. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was good. I agree because they they were just so eager to play, like they couldn't wait to get at it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> what do we want to say about the next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, if you want to hear more about uh, Greek Fire and Moon, um, you can hear our other Point Fest episodes. We're not gonna uh, completely bury uh, them. However, um. <laughs> What what's weird is so Moon, their front man, is a point DJ and part of their morning show and he was formerly in Story of the Year. He's he's yeah got a lot of history uh with St. Louis bands and St. Louis radio. Right. So and he they've played pretty much every point fest for the last like three or so years at least. Probably more. Yeah. yeah. But um so a few years back they had really bad time management and screwed up the the set for the rest of the day. This time they almost did the exact same thing, but it was, it was weird because he kept talking about how he was in under doctor's orders not to talk, but singing is okay. So he kept talking about that. Then he kept talking about the, the venue staffing employees and how everyone should, should thank them and he he said that like three times then they did two covers that lasted forever and then i'm pretty sure someone told him that they needed to get off the stage because they were cutting into bad flowers time and then he's like oh well i guess we're gonna not play our new single then so it was just a really messed up thing and they they still ended up going about eight minutes over which was weird yeah, the one thing I just wanted to say is that like, if your doctor, I mean, I, I don't know if he's just making shit up up there, um, but if your doctor is telling you not to talk, you should probably take their advice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's the only thing I got to say. Yeah. Needless to say, it was not um, 100% awesome. 
and uh and it was way too long and was unnecessary yeah uh yeah i'm trying i don't want to say say too much i'm just i'm just not a huge fan um for multiple reasons my my favorite my favorite moon appearance was at the last point fest that i attended and he was performing yes. uh, as part of the reconfigured supergroup version of goldfinger correct yeah that was fun yeah yeah and that's how i would that prefer again. to continue seeing them right right but the one cool thing that he did do is he brought his uh, 80 year old mother on stage and and had her, had her do a couple of fun things with them so that that i'll give him props for but outside of that i i could have done without that is yeah. pretty sweet the other thing that you will realize is the edge is a bunch of mama boys yeah yeah we love our mamas yeah <laughs> so, so, so that i enjoyed that was that was the saving grace of of greek fire performing <laughs> But they led into one of our favorites. You've heard us talk about this band multiple times before. So maybe we shouldn't give them a whole lot of time since we've done it before. But I feel like we're probably going to do a little bit anyway, just because there's a reason we talk about them frequently. Well, we have to at least say two things. Well, first, we got to say who they are. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be Bad Flower. Yeah. (laughs) And what's the other thing? Joey and, and Josh and the gang are back. We just saw them like two months ago. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there was one thing that we forgot to mention about uh, Des Rock set. Um, Do it. So uh, there was one particular song with a little help from my friends, oh, where, oh, where yeah. Joey, Joey, and uh, the guitarist of Tiger okay. Cub joined joined them on stage. And that's and, where you saw how tall he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he towered above Doc and Des and Joey <laughs> and Joey. Yep. Yep, lots of hair, lots of hair on stage at that moment. That was oh, true. Man. So much hair surrounding that one microphone. <laughs> it could have only gotten worse if like Claudio had joined and joined the yeah. Totally. Then it would have maximum hair. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole band right there. Yeah, if you exactly. had. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. So Bad Flower takes a stage, they kill it as always. Um and then there was there was one particular spot in the set. They start playing Ghost, and they get about halfway through it, and all of a sudden, they just kill the song, they quit playing, and then Josh gets on the mic, and he's like, stop, 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 stop. Hey, are, are you okay? Are, are you good? We, we need a medic. We need a medic. And so they they pause. I've, some Somebody got the person water, apparently. Yeah, he goes, we need a medic and some water. Yeah, and he, he, he said he said before they started, are you guys drinking water today? Yeah, like, yeah, he's t- he keeps asking everybody. He's like, you get enough water? Did you get enough water? And then, like, I, passed, and it's like, I told everybody you need water. Like, yeah, he goes, I just said drink water. <laughs> That's the one thing I love about watching Bad Flower is Josh on the mic in between songs. He's so funny. He's yeah, so funny and quick witted. So he's like, we're going to start that. We're going to go ahead and start that one over. So and then he's like, hey, did you see Bat? I saw Badflower. Did they play Ghost? Yeah. One and a half times. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, you, he's like, now you have no excuse not to be able to sing it the first time, first half time through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should be able to sing the first half now because you just heard it twice. <laughs> oh, man. And then so and I, I had just mentioned to you guys 
I wonder how they're going to do Stalker because you can't really do the flashlight gimmick that he typically does in broad daylight with the sun mm-hmm. blaring, blaring down. So what does he do? He goes out in the middle of the crowd and then moseys his way on over to the other side of the stage. And the then whole they band ended up over there besides <laughs> yeah, the drummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah the drummers, yeah. the drummers rocking this, dr- this drum solo and Josh disappears into the crowd. And by the way, we're not standing up close to the stage for this one. We're sitting up on a hill. Yeah. Like deep in the, like far away overlooking this whole thing. I actually can't see the left stage. So I'm like, yeah, where did the okay. whole band go? I still hear them playing, but I don't know where they went. And, and Dan and Casey are like, they went to the other stage. <laughs> like what? This band is literally playing on two stages at the same time right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they tore, they tore down the, the side stage. I was, I was both of them. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, that that's how deep this lineup was because you have Badflower as your side stage headliner. Yeah, which was rightfully so. I mean, they they were in the right order in my opinion. I think that you could have switched around a couple of them, but you know, all in all, uh, it was it was a great side stage this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then to the main stage. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was excited about the first band that took the the main stage, Bad Omens, because Dan was is the only one of the three of us that had a chance to see them on Shiprocked. Yeah, I got to see them twice on. I, I made sure to see them twice on Shiprocked. I should say. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know, the first time I saw them outside, the sound wasn't great because it, I do, I don't think you know I think we talked about it, but like the acoustics in that place can't be the best. Um, yeah. In the theater, though, they were amazing, and uh, and they were they were great. Again, I was really excited to see them uh, one more time for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so bad omens. When I said there was you know some buzz bands on this lineup, bad omens. Their album last year, the death of peace of mind. Um, everybody was talking about that. They sold out Europe earlier yeah. this year with with our buddies oxymorons. Yeah. Yeah. And here they were. Right? We finally got to see them, and they did not disappoint. Yeah, and what was funny was Noah, like right after the first or second song, is like, we just got we just got an award, and uh, we're not the heaviest band, you know. Yeah, but- <laughs> he thought it was funny that they got a, that they got an award at the Heavy Music Awards, and we're like, but you're a, you're heavy music. Yeah, they were they yeah. were the heaviest band at Point Fest. I will tell you that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> truth. <laughs> like I would, t- they fit in perfectly with that. I thought it was funny that he was. Yeah, well, that he was, felt that they weren't heavy enough to be considered or something. I don't right, know what he was. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're melodic and whatnot at times, but the, it was funny how he's like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not the heaviest band." And then the next song, he's like, <laughs> "Right." They they start their set with the artificial suicide, and it was freaking brutal. Just yeah. like <laughs> they always sandwich their set with like the hardest songs they have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Man, they were they were awesome. Um, they were so good that like as soon as they started their last song, you're like, "What? What? What? It's over already?" No, yeah. <laughs> five songs. Where's the death of peace of mind? Like, where's? Come on, like, what the heck? Yeah, I wanted to hear the title track. Yeah, I agree. And it's you know, I, I'm always curious how the main stage is going to sound. It isn't, to be honest. We've been there enough times that we know it isn't always great. Yeah. Um, and, and just being in an amphitheater in general is such a different experience than a club or something like that. So it's it's hard to work with. But they sounded like the sound was great. They sounded tight. The the audio, the mix, whoever was doing the sound work for this, they did. They did well. So 
especially for the first band, because it's usually like, we, yeah. you know, it's always the first band that kind of has to like iron out the wrinkles. Yeah. 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 They're the, yeah. the guinea pig as they yeah. figure that out. That's, that's what I was going to say, because that, that's what I said to you, Aaron, was, uh, well, the, the first band sounds good. So that's a good sign for the rest of the show, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been times where it took like two or three bands to to get it right. <laughs> So my only knock on Bad Omens, and this is the, so this is the third time that I've seen them, and, it, and every time I've seen them, it's the same thing: is that the both guitarists and the basses are like fixtures on the stage; they don't move. Yeah, um, yeah. and so like the, like Noah is the only one that moves around; he's the only one that grabs the crowd's attention, which I you know it makes sense; like he's he's the star, obviously. But it just it's just it's very different from other bands that you see. Like they, I mean, they are very stoked. They do not they're like statuesque on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think Noah makes up for some of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's, this isn't a critique. It's, it's just more, it's a little bit mixed, but it's mostly positive. It's an observation. He did what I would call a, uh, a lot of generic crowd hype. Uh, you know, how you feeling? Get your hands up. Are you with you us? Know, are you, yeah, all that, you know, just the standard stuff, but he did it often and he was he was yeah. engaging with the crowd, which, um, as we'll get to a, a, one of the later artists here, there's value in that that cannot be uh, um, <laughs> understated. <laughs> yeah. And so 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 kudos to him. Yeah. And the other thing that also really makes a difference is that he was quite aware that he was at Point Fest. We've heard in the past yeah. where they don't freaking know where they're at sometimes. <laughs> or if you're POD, you're always at Point Fest. Yeah. No and by the what, way, POD is always Lewis. welcome at Point Fest. Yeah. <laughs> POD slays it every time. Every time POD plays, they think they're playing at Point Fest. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, concert. They, just, they don't care. It's like, oh, it's Point Fest to us. Whatever. We're, they live at Point Fest. That's we're in Point St. Fest is always in their mind. Yeah. We're in St. Louis. We know it's the point. Yeah. We're at Point Fest. Yeah. What up, Pops? This is a great Point Fest. Hold on. Hold <laughs> yeah. on. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. You're the only band here. How is it even a fest? Like, <laughs> we kid, but we love them. Yeah. You know, one of the things I also loved about the uh, main stage this year is that there was there was decent amount of time in between bands. Like there was uh, enough time to actually go get some stuff from the concession and get back, um, you know, in, in years theory. past. Well, yeah. well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued in a minute. <laughs> My bad. I speak a little <laughs> for Dan. There was time to get what he needed to get. <laughs> For for Aaron, he chose the wrong line in the wrong time. Uh, apparently, yeah, because I went from after Bad Omens, we went and got food before the Pretty Reckless, um, and you know we didn't really have too much, too long of a line at that particular time. I think, but that was around like what six thirty seven ish, maybe. Yeah, it was it was around six something. Six ish, yeah. okay. Yeah, so the Pretty Reckless took the stage, and and you know they they did exactly what. I expected like they're always really good live. Um, every time I've seen her, she's I will say she, I, I feel like she's gotten way stronger as a singer um, yeah. since Be- the last time I've seen her. Before you go too far into the pretty, pretty reckless, we do have to call attention to the uh, meeting that we had uh, around this time. Was, oh. Yeah, uh, let's tree, do that. Tree one four <laughs> drummer. As you as you might remember from the head PE <laughs> episode a couple back. Yeah. So we're sitting there, Dan, Dan come back with his food. He's eating his stuff. And this guy and his, his family walk, walk by in front of us and sit down. And we're, 
we're staring at this guy and we're we're looking at him and we're looking at him and and Dan goes, I'm pretty sure that's the drummer for Tree One Four, which we just saw at the beginning beginning of May, and uh, <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I'm I'm like I, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. So I I looked up they Tree One Four made a made a post using our audio from from the head PE episode and made this little video out of it, which gave but, us a great laugh, by the way. Thank you guys for doing that. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so they, they actually use that to promote um, a show that they have coming up here soon. But um, so I looked at it and they mentioned the drummer's name, Tim. And uh, so I, I yell out his name. He turns around and it's like, hey, I'm KC from the Itch. Uh, we just we just talked about you on this this past episode, and it it took it took a couple seconds to click, but once it did, he's like, oh oh my god, no shit. So yeah, so then podcast, from the, yeah from from then on out, we were chatting with him, and he actually called called one of his bandmates, and it's like you you won't you won't guess who I'm sitting in front of. <laughs> My yeah. favorite was that he actually like made him guess. Like he's like, no, yeah, he no, did. no, nope, that's he did. not it. No, nope, no, nope, that's not it. <laughs> like, he's just like, damn, dude. Like he's not gonna guess it, man. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just tell him. <laughs> the other thing too is that like, uh, you know, so he he introduced us to his family, his wife and his daughter, and I, I thought it was hilarious because his wife was like, yeah, it was so awesome hearing you guys talk about him. He's famous now. I was like, well, we kind of have to be famous for that to be <laughs> the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, I, yeah. no, it's it was awesome. I, I, it was such a cool experience to run into them, and it's it's just so funny how the timing of that worked out because we had just released the episode, they had just made that clip. And boom, yeah. there he is, right in front of us. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. shout out to him. What it was super cool guy. Yeah. yeah, and 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 raising his kids right, taking them to rock shows, and yeah, exactly. His daughter knew the words to stuff, and it was yeah. Like, <laughs> his, his wife even said, "You know, the the family that rocks together stays together." That's what they said. She said she said they'd been to like forty, literally like forty three eleven concerts. Yeah, wow, that's, that's our crazy. kind of people. And he, the other thing that he said was he's he said, "You know, you guys you guys nailed it because I've I've seen our band, you know, in print." with a review, but I've never heard anybody talk about me, hmm. uh, in, in audio form. And, and he's like, you guys nailed it. Cause we mentioned that they kind of sound a little bit like incubus kind of sound a little bit like sublime, which in fact, they were also a part of a sublime cover band, which is interesting in and of itself. So yeah, we nailed the band fun. blender. Yeah. I think they're called uh, we play Santeria. Or we yeah, practice yeah. We, we practice Santeria. We they practice, call themselves. We practice Santeria, yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah, it was yeah, just an was awesome experience. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Tim. Yeah. And speaking of St. Louisians in the music world, uh, one Taylor Momsen, front woman of The Pretty Reckless, um, she gets the award for holding the crowd in the palm of her hand at yes. this show. Yes, that woman. She did not neglect to mention that this was her hometown on like four or five times, <laughs> which is fine. You, yeah, I would too. Yeah, and and she she just she just she had the crowd. She literally got cheers on multiple occasions for just standing there, like she would just sit in silence and not silence, but sit you know motionless and just soak it in, and the crowd would just give her an ovation, just louder and louder. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of people were there to see the Pretty Reckless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I think that 
you know, the crowd was the strongest when when they, you know, the pretty reckless. And I'd see Coheed too, but like, you know, I don't know, like the 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 pretty reckless just seemed to have the the most crowd interaction, like you said. Yeah, she owned it. She yeah, just, she just owned it. And I was excited because I know Aaron hadn't had a chance to see them before, and and Dan and I have seen them a couple times. But uh, their "Death by Rock and Roll" album was really, really high on our on our list when it came out, and so we were excited to see those songs performed live. We did a whole episode on on "Death by Rock and Roll," and it was a phenomenal album. Yeah. yeah. And she killed it, you know, live here in that in front of us. Like I said, she, I think that she's just gotten really, uh, you know, better with her singing voice. Uh, it's, it's just stronger, maybe. Mm-hmm. More, more uh, comfortable with it, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah, they, they played a lot of great stuff. Um, they did a long jam, and heaven knows. Um, I, I noticed that they're a, a very meatly band live. There's yes. lots of soloy and meatly beatlies. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, for the most part, I would say better. That's, yeah. That's how I, they are. And, and, and it worked for the, for the show. A lot of their, a lot of their songs are, you know, a minute or so longer, just with the kind of jam bandy. Uh, yeah. Solos what, and whatnot. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. a kind of a throwback classic rock band live mm-hmm. in the sense that mm-hmm. like, they definitely want you to hear those, those old, you know, those old instrumentals that you just don't really mm-hmm. hear nowadays. Yeah. And they're good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, we reached out to, uh, point DJs live and Donnie, uh, to, to ask them what their, their favorite performances were. And Liv got back to us and said the pretty reckless simply because she just adores them so much. That's, that's a fair choice. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I resonate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to get some food because it was getting late and my stomach was getting empty and I did not want to sit through the rest of the show with that feeling. Um, and apparently during that time that I did that, Coheed and Cambria played an entire set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so definitely that. unfortunate. And it's happened to me at Past Point Fest. Like, one of the things that I, I my biggest complaints about uh, um, the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater itself is that they use volunteers at their concession scenes. And it drives me absolutely fucking bonkers because <laughs> they don't they don't work there repeated times like there's very few times where they will work there the same time you know over and over again it's usually different people every fucking concert and so because of that they have no idea what they're doing they take forever and there's usually long lines which stresses them out and they work even slower and there's 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 no management or supervisor like managing this shit like it's just pure chaos right yeah it was bad the lines were crawling I really did miss the. Ent- I saw like the actually saw like the first song or two before I left. Yeah, you, you um, saw the opening song. Yeah, yeah, but but I was like, I'll probably they'll probably close with "Welcome Home" and I'll get back before that. That's all I really care about, to be honest. I'm not. I don't have any beef with Coheed and Cambria, but I'm not really what you would call a fan, except for I love that song. But no, that didn't even happen. Um, I will say, I did meet some nice guys at least and enjoyed a satisfying pretzel. Um, I met Casey's cousin. That was fun <laughs> yeah. in the line. Um, and I, and I want, I have one mini tangent, um, looking at the menu, uh, you know, you had some of your standards on the menu and in the center, they had what they called the celebrity chef signature series. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go on record and say there is no such thing as a celebrity chef signature series, nachos 
or chicken tendies and fries. <laughs> that is not a thing. No, that just... is bar food or children's meals. <laughs> they are not fancy and you are doing nothing special with them. No, Don't put your signature excuse. on that celebrity chef. Yeah, it's a bullshit excuse to to raise the prices of their food. Right. I mean, they're yeah. already expensive as hell for tater tots with chili cheese on them. It's like fucking fourteen dollars or some shit like that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Nothing signature special about it. It was good. Don't get me wrong. I was satisfied when I finally ate. Yeah. But let's not. But let's not with the silliness. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was funny that my cousin ran into you guys in in line. Uh, he has a good name too. Yeah, I was gonna say for for me it was a, a concert of it was a concert of yeah. Ed, of Aaron's because I had I had it's it's brother Aaron I had cousin Aaron and I had my friend Erin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep, the feminine version of us. <laughs> so yeah, so I had my friend Aaron and and Jerry that joined us for part of the show or part of the festival. <laughs> so guys, tell tell me about Coheed. What did I miss? <laughs> they were great. And one of the things that I liked, well, I, okay, wait, I take that back. So I take that back. Wait, wait which part is he taking back? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> okay. Coheed was great. One of the things that I thought was interesting, though, was that their their set list was kind of like a, a roller coaster in the sense that, like, I knew every other song. Uh-huh. Um, so like it was like it was like oh I was up a, on a high on this this up a hill you know I know this song and then they play the next one I'm like okay I'm gonna, I don't I don't know this one. I'm gonna sit down like, <laughs> like yep, yep, you're playing the running the House Atlantic uh, I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna stand up and enjoy the hell out of this one um, so yeah. like there was there was definitely a lot of songs that I enjoyed uh, but there was also a lot of songs that like you know I, I'm a Coheed fan but like I still. I, I can't like get into their like their, you know I don't know their their albums are so weird to me because like I can put on a Coheed album and listen to it from beginning to end, but I probably couldn't tell you like three of the tracks off of it. Yeah, yeah, because it's so long, such long titles for one. Yeah, but then there's like I can look at each Coheed album and tell you about three tracks that I like off of it, but I can't like sit there and listen to it and be like, oh no, that was that's it. I just you know I just. Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things like I have to listen to them over and over and over again. And then I end up pulling like certain songs out. Yeah, there was just a lot of songs that I wasn't quite familiar with in their set list. You know, being very familiar with Coheed, I was I was kind of shocked. So I felt like it was it was like a, a 311 esque set. Yes, very much so. In the sense yeah. that they just d- dug deep into their their library and, and featured like everything that they they had over, you know, the course of their career, basically. Yeah. And, you know, they closed with home and killed it as they always do. I heard it. (laughs) Sounded great. Speaking of (laughs) 311 Jam Band, uh, the the final band also did the same thing. The big headliner. (laughs) The Incubus. So I think all of us have seen Incubus several times before. I think this is probably like my fifth or sixth time, maybe. I feel like I've seen them. I, I for me it might only be one, and I'm pretty sure it was at a point fest. Yeah. So this, I think, I think this was your second time, and this was my third or fourth. I think it's my fourth. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time remembering. I just, I feel like I have, but I can't. I couldn't tell you exactly when. Yeah, but so there was there was a handful of things they they did a a great job as they always tend to do. Uh, also before we get too far, um, they had a, uh, 
they've had a fill-in bassist for a little bit of time. Yeah, so their bassist, Ben Kenny, is currently recovering from a successful surgery to remove a brain tumor. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, quite the big deal. So in the meantime, they have brought in a woman named Nicole Rowe, who previously played with uh, Panic at the Disco yes. as their bassist for this tour. So it was kind of a cool dynamic, I will say, to see uh, Incubus up there with a woman in the band. Mm-hmm. To yeah. my knowledge, it's never been in all their history a thing. And she so didn't look cool. she didn't look out of place either. She no. she's holding it down. Like I said, there's something kind of fresh about it for sure. Yeah. The the one critique though of, that I think we all kind of wanted to touch on a little you bit. You only have one? Well Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Go ahead. We'll, we'll get into some thoughts. Um you know you want you want them to play the hits and they 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 did a, a band. Well, a band like Igibus, you're always going to be slightly disappointed because you're not going to hear everything that you want to hear. However, Especially if you were a fan from their funk days. Yes. However, when you do long intro, outro, weird fade out noises that are unnecessary to the song and it kills like five minutes of time total, you yep. could easily throw in two other songs and not do that. So... They probably that, didn't want to do that. Like, I think he's, you know, one thing I noticed is that Brandon Boyd is looking a little old. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that was kind of the thing is that like, it just, it was, it was a set kind of organized around his capabilities. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know that he sounded bad necessarily. No. No, I don't think he sounded terrible, but I, I think that had he, had he continued to sing longer, he probably would have. Maybe uh, I want to lead with positive because I, I have some mixed thoughts. First of all, as noted, Nicole filled in very admirably on the bass, and, mm-hmm. and it was uh, pre- there was one funny funny moment in there where they kind of gave her like a bass solo, um, and like the the like she, the the band was focusing on her for a minute, and the spotlight on the stage was focusing on her, and the cameraman that was you know, um, you know, blasting the, the performance on these two screens within the amphitheater missed it entirely. Didn't get the, didn't read the room or catch the hints. And I thought that was really funny, but, uh, so she was, she was cool. Uh, DJ Kilmore, my man had a smile on his face the whole time and his dreads had to be five foot long. Oh yeah. yeah. They were nuts. That dude, that dude was cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and so just I want to throw those two as my my favorite highlights of this before I kind of go into a little a little bit of a rant in a second. <laughs> well, and I don't what else you want to. Well, so, again, it, it, as, as Casey noted, it's going to be hard to be satisfied whenever you've been a fan of a band for 25 plus years or whatever. And when they've changed their sound over the time. Yeah, because you're going to want to hear some of that old stuff and it's just not who they are anymore. Right. You kind of have to accept that. You know, we came up there and I was like, I was trying to will certain shade of green into existence and it wasn't happening. <laughs> um, I was like, can you give me vitamin? Just give me something off of science. I don't even care what. Yeah, that's I agree with that, because like I, I, I was kind of trying to prepare myself for the set list to figure out like what they were going to play. And so I looked up the set list from the previous day and it had vitamin on there and they didn't mm. play. And I think that's what further annoyed the hell out of me was that like, oh, are, are, is St. Louis not good enough for, for science or, or make your <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. or fungus among us? Like, are we not? Yeah. We're not good enough. And for the most part, 
um, to their credit, this is a band that has more than enough songs that no matter what they do, enough good songs that no matter what they do, you're not going to hear everything that was good. And I don't have really too much in the way of complaints about the set list selection other than personally, I would have liked to hear something from science. Well, and, but to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit. So in addition to the weird long fade in, fade in, fade outs that they could have avoided most of those, they also threw in like four or five quick little minute and a half covers interpolations Which, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah so so for one example to what you're saying they played are you in um which for one sounded odd with some guitar noodling in there just for the record and in the middle of that one all of a sudden it turns into riders on the storm yeah yes. that was so and then, weird and then turns back into are you in yes yeah. so yeah. five dollar music like word for you right times. there interpolation yeah they did they did it three or four times they did they did uh come together the beatles they did um, uh, one of the main ones they did was they played Wish You Were Here and then played Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. That's how they ended the <laughs> set before their encore. They yeah. played Wish You Were Here and then they did they did like a minute and a half of something of Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Yes. Which was, to be honest, it was weird. It didn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't fit. It wasn't a vibe to end it. It didn't fit at all. I didn't but, like it at all. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was on one hand, it was cool that they did it, but it, it didn't fit. <laughs> so I, I want to point out their set list was 15 tracks deep plus a couple in the uh encore uh, if you ever want to play a, a fun like betting game with incubus the bet is always like how long is it before brandon boyd's shirt comes off yeah um because it will <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and i think that's when i started realizing how old he looks he looks like iggy, iggy pop up there man iggy pop iggy pop <laughs> slash uh um steven tyler well the answer is it came off after song nine <laughs> if you were wondering <laughs> roughly halfway through the total set yeah. he was like you know what forget this I'm done <laughs> so he started Iggy popping it up there um, <laughs> but so man I'm not gonna lie like I, I was I was super excited to get to hear like they made some interesting choices they start the set with a kiss to send us off from light grenades which is not I really actually like that album but it's not one of their most popular albums um, but it worked as an opener, you know, and then you, you have the hits you, you got, um, pardon me and stellar and dig and, and personally I'm hyped to hear these songs. They mm-hmm. were, it was cool. Yeah. I, I love those songs. I will never not enjoy hearing them. Um, but at the same time there was, I'm trying not to use the word phoned in, but there was something about the set in general, a number of the things that Casey already mentioned, that just felt disconnected and disinterested. Yes. Like, so like Casey mentioned, there was a lot of time wasted there. Whereas some artists would segue one song into another or kind of move right into the next one. Yeah. Nearly every song had like a light fade out and then fade back in to start the next thing. And then a lot of them had those bizarre just sound effects and weird stuff going on. And so it was a whole bunch of time wasted and there was a disjointed feeling to the set list. It didn't feel like it had a flow. It was a song and then a pause and then a song and then a pause. Yeah. The entire set was like Chevelle's North corridor. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. But now I got to go listen to North corridor again to remind myself what, Oh, okay. I see what he's getting. At. <laughs> And and the second thing is, you know, like I said, you could take bets on when Brandon's shirt's coming to come off. I'm not positive that he interacted with the crowd until 
about the 12th song or so. Like it was near the end of the set before I remember hearing him speak to the crowd. He said a couple of quick, like one sentence. Well, put it this way after, after bad omens constantly doing the crowd, getting the crowd hype and, and Taylor constantly talking about how much she loves St. Louis and stuff like that. Um, You know, bad flowers banter and, and Des rocks doing his thing and stuff. Brandon, you didn't know he he was playing in St. Louis <laughs> until the end of the set when he finally like said it by name once. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I just didn't know what to make of that. I was like, there was like no crowd interaction or like interplay. Yeah. And so it just it, it left me feeling like the whole thing was really disinterested, like on their part. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but or maybe it's just a taste thing. But I didn't enjoy that as a thing. And, and good. I got a little bit more, but but good. Well, I was going to say, I agree with you. And I, I think that the crowd kind of uh, reflected that, you know, as yeah. I, I will say that from the point fest that I remember going to recently, I don't remember as many people leaving so early. Mm. Um, and I think that's just exactly what you were saying is I, I just feel like it was very disconnected. And I think that the, the crowd just felt like that as well. And like, you know, when uh, Pretty Reckless was playing or when Kohi was playing, everybody was standing around us. Um, and then, you know, when, incubus was playing by the end of like honestly by the what yeah by the after the warmth i think by the sixth song almost everybody started leaving yep yeah almost everybody might be an overstatement it was still it was still a lot of folks but but yeah they were i mean in the in the section 10 10 of the people at least you know in our section the whole in our section yeah Uh, yeah i mean more than 10 percent in our section but yeah 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 (laughs) but what i also want to note the warmth is possibly my favorite incubus song so i was so excited to hear that one even Same. with all the whale sounds going all, all on crap. Sounds. i agree yeah. i was running casey's video recording by singing so damn loud <laughs> i didn't know you were singing or just making whale sounds oh probably both <laughs> well the, awesome the, the problem the problem capture and video for that particular stage setup is the lights are so bright usually for one and then yeah. also also the the way the the seats are aligned if anybody stands up or walks by you you can't get a clear you can't get a clear shot and my my height is negated at that point so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, it was I. It was a very mixed bag for me in that. Again, I I love those songs, and I'm not going to complain about getting to hear them. No. But as a performance, um, I, I struggled. I think I think with Boyd in particular, um, mm-hmm. he kind of did this weird thing. Well, he did this unexplained thing at the beginning, and I guess you don't have to explain it. But I thought it was interesting, and then there was no follow up and next to no interaction after it. Before this the set started, there was I want to say it was a candle looked like a candle to me lit sitting in front of like this this block of amps mm-hmm. and he kind of went over and just like kneeled in front of it and like looked at it for a few minutes like while you know the build to that first song was happening um so I'm, that had to have some significance to him i'm sure we were never let in on what in the world it was which again i guess it's okay but um it, it it's it just came across as a little strange and then like i said i just didn't feel like there was a ton of interest there on his part i didn't feel like put it this way i didn't feel like he, the man was singing with conviction in his voice until megalomaniac yeah. which was which was the encore <laughs> finally when he starts singing megalomaniac which you know he writes about 
politicians who have that going for them uh you could i could see some fire and like passion in his eyes and like bro you've been up here for like an hour and a half like (laughs) (laughs) i know a lot of your other songs are a little more chill and peaceful in in their vibe but but still (laughs) so i don't know I, i i had i had some issue with that i didn't necessarily leave with the best taste in my mouth but at the same time like it's like i you know i got to hear some songs that i really loved and so it wasn't all bad either yeah i think just frustrating because if you look at like you know they played five songs from make yourself four songs from morning view which are like their older albums mm-hmm. you know they didn't play anything from science or obviously fungus among us but like you know i think that's what was frustrating is that you 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 had a good mix of those particular albums but you just like you're just i don't know if you're just forgetting one or you just discredited it like i don't like and maybe i don't know maybe she couldn't play the dirk land space lines like, who knows like but i'm not I don't sure know, that, it was one thing that was a little bit frustrating is that like you played so much of, of your early stuff, but you just discredited or just forgot one whole entire album that has like a lot of our favorite songs on them. Yeah. To their credit, they also um, entirely forgot about my least favorite Incubus album, <laughs> which is if not now, when that album bored me to tears and I'm glad they played nothing off of it. <laughs> but <laughs> but still, I would have taken a song from that if it got me if it got me something from science. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, it was very weird because they, they just hit up about like five of their albums. You know, they got like eight at least out there. So you reach a point where know. it's hard to to it's going to be hard to please everybody no matter what. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, and we've talked about that a lot with bands that have been around for for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? And again, especially whenever you do, you're a band that changes. And, you know, I respect bands changing their sound and evolving and doing what they want to do as they get older. Um it just doesn't necessarily mean it's going to appeal to me. And to Incubus credit, I think that the trust fall, the, the side A's and B's and the, uh, the album eight, I think it was mm-hmm. in between them. I think those were moderately solid rebounds. They at least have some pretty quality stuff on them. Yeah. They didn't yeah, play yeah. really anything from that except uh, karma come back. Yeah. But and so it's, I don't think that they're necessarily a band that is just like done stick a fork in them. Um, no, but but they're definitely felt like a little like they were resting on their laurels and not really like putting necessarily uh, anything special into to what was going on here. That makes a lot of sense. What did you think about them ending with drive? I, I expected it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it that makes sense, I guess. Drive, it's not a bad choice. The, I think the crowd that was there dug it at that point. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was loud. It was loudest during that song. You're right. The coolest part was uh, when they were completely done and they played the the eight bit version of Drive. Yeah, you know how when the lights come up and the and the you know the the regular like venue music comes on. In this case, it went straight from Drive into yeah into like an eight bit like MIDI version or something of Drive playing yeah. as you left the arena. I was like, that's a weird vibe to end on, but it's kind of funny anyway. <laughs> Drive is one of those things where it's like it is a great song. It's just one of those ones that I burnt out on on radio. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's a personal thing more than a, a judgment on the song itself. If I were them, I'd probably close with it, too. Yeah. So well, and then the other thing that we've kind of had the ongoing debate about is encore or no encore. And gosh, we got to add that to the interview question list. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, we're, I'm just not a fan. Like, I, you know, at this point, and I guess it also depends on the band, you know, at this point, like, just get the set over with, you know, just fucking play your songs. Don't get like, don't waste my time at this point, because you going off for 15 fucking minutes and then coming back. That's a waste of my time. 
the only time that that's <laughs> acceptable and we we're talking about this is like when it's an older band like you know if, or if it's intermission then you know that's fine in fact funny thing is the day after we talked about this metallica shared a video it was hilarious where it looks like james hatfield is sitting in his fucking living room he has got a, a drink in one hand and a cigar in another <laughs> hand and he's just sitting in this like what looks like a recliner and then all of a sudden he gets he puts his drink down and his cigar down somebody hands him his guitar and he just goes up the stairs and takes the stage for nothing else matters like he just it's <laughs> <laughs> so like that i get the dude's like 60 years old take your fucking break man i get that but like <laughs> you know and, and like i said brandon boy was a little bit old maybe he needed that break but you know yeah, it's, bro if you're tired you're tired it's okay yeah but you know <laughs> if that's the case like working like an intermission in the middle so you're breaking it up not you know that, that i'm expecting okay I know that there's going to be an intermission in this and not like, Oh, you're, like cause it's, it's no longer a tease on whether or not they're going to come back. The lights aren't on. We're not stupid. The fucking music is not on. Like you're going to come back out and play a couple more songs. I can see it on the set list that you played yesterday. Like, come on. Like I, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no longer that, that, Oh my God, are they still going to come back out and play? Oh, it, yeah. It, right. It's right. not the case anymore. I'm with you. I'm team. No encore for those reasons. So, like yeah. we, we know you're just taking a water break. There's nothing there's nothing that interesting about it anymore as a thing. I'd rather just, you know, keep going and get the set set rolling. Exactly, because yep. if, if it helps you either to play more songs or to get my ass out of there sooner, I'm all for <laughs> it. Who was it we saw last year? Dayseeker, was it? I think that yeah. he was like, we don't do intermissions. Yeah, like, yeah he just yeah, said yeah. it. Yeah. And so when encore. they were done, they were done. Yeah, yeah we don't, <laughs> I mean, sorry, we don't do encore. we don't do encores. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that was the, the end of the set. That was it. Yep. So respect. And then and then yeah, and then the lights came on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The lights came on. Imagine that. <laughs> right. 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 But all in all, all oh, in all, yeah. this this point fest was a very, very good one from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. we had a lot of fun. And, and you know, we were there from one thirty until ten thirty at night. So <laughs> lots Sound of curfew. fun, lots of heat. Yeah. yeah. Um, lots of water lots we of stayed hydrated yeah. yeah yeah lots of water lots of sunscreen kudos to the point i really do think that they did a good job um, with their booking on this one um yeah. Well, you know, yeah. i, I want to give them a shout out because you were talking about it and like there's they've always typically put on good point fest good festivals uh, it is a pride thing in st louis that you know you, as as a music a rock music fan like it's almost a, a guarantee that every year's you know you're going to see a lot of your friends and know a lot of people at point fest and that was definitely the case again this year mm-hmm. um and so it you know kudos to them they always do a great job and it's always worth talking about absolutely yep. hope you've enjoyed our rendition of point fest our step by step day by day or minute by minute walk through it which <laughs> felt like every minute you were there with us thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron and until next time what's the point if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch check out the show notes for links about the episode as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every sunday night And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Well, now you've got the step-by-step theme song in my head. (laughs) Step-by-step. I'm not mad about it. Day-by-day. Not mad at all. I can't even remember the rest of it now. Fresh start over a different hand of play. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I know this theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody.